Hello, and welcome to the Shoot Angel podcast by myself, Angelo Thomas Medium. Okay, so welcome to the second episode of my new podcast, which is titled How Little Stars Once Got Lost in the Light. Now, I wasn't going to start off with an episode like this initially. Um, I was going to ease you guys into, you know, into the crazy medium stories that I have. Um, or, you know, one day write a book about them so you can do it at your own pace. But with all the awesome feedback I received from the first episode, uh, Red Wine, Black Coffee and White Light, um, heaps of people out there, you know, you gave me ideas on what to record next and you want to hear about angels, ascended masters, um, you know, how to develop your intuition or even some of the galactic references that I made. But there was one person in particular, my dear friend Ali, who I been mentoring for a while now to bring out her own innate mediumship abilities she was actually the one that said you know tell the story of the two young children in spirit that got lost um it's always fascinated her that story and to be honest it's a it's a loaded story incredibly loaded because i remember at the time when i shared said story on facebook i got an incredible amount of love from it. You know, people loved it. They liked it. You know, they commented it. It got shared. But I also had some, you know, stuck up know-it-all mediums who thought, you know, their way was the only way to do things that would tell me off, you know, some more public, some more behind the scenes. Um, And that's why I agreed to tell this story today because this story isn't just about sharing the story of spirit, but it's also sharing around how I had to trust myself and trust that, yep, you know, the angels are sending me these lost spirits to work with, to grow as myself and my abilities, to also assist them with the light and to also um, be confident in myself and to say to the people or to say to those others, if you don't like the way I do the work, then don't engage. It's your choice. Um, easier said than done because I tell you what there's a lot of mediums out there that are incredibly up themselves but that's another story for another day all right so here we go I might take some pauses throughout this one so if there's little blanks here or there it's just me pausing um just to take a sip of water but also to deal with my French bulldog who is snoring away in the background hopefully my sound editing skills is working (laughs) and you can only hear me Alrighty, so like I said, how little stars once got lost in the light. Now, being a modern day medium, it's not always about, you know, sharing the fun stories, sharing the hilarious, um, you know, Instagram reels. It's not always about doing the most engaging social media posts around, you know, that, um, those meme type things where you are, you know, you have a bit of a laugh. It's, there's a real human element to spirit work and sometimes it kicks you in the guts and that's what I wanted to share at the time. This was back in 2018. Now, it all started when a fellow friend of mine who, um, not so much a medium, she's very intuitive, she's a channel. Uh, We work incredibly different ways. I work with her brother as well, who is also, um, you know, connected beyond the realms and the three of us work a lot together and you know, so I once went to her and said, look, I, um, I have a feeling that I've got these two small children spirits with me home. 
that are a little lost. Um, you know, I'd felt them throughout the day. I, even when I was sitting at work, cause I was working in the government at that time, you know, my mind was going back to these kids in spirit going, you know, where do you fit in? I, um, I had a few bookings for readings. I thought, oh, you know, hopefully someone can place them, um, or, you know, they're for someone else. Um, and you know, you can tell I'm going around in circles in my head here because that was my literal feeling of where where do these kids fit in? Where are they going? Where are they being? What's happening? You know, all this other stuff. So I asked my friend and she said, yep, now I can see them clear as day as well. And uh, we both agreed to, you know, let them be for a bit, you know, let things unfold. So was kind of fun over the coming days you know the boy spirit he would sit with me during readings he would hold my hand and I'm not talking like there was a physical thing there like you know that stupid movie ghost or um or meeting where there was a physical spirit holding my hand but he would both of them would appear as little stars uh, little balls of light then they'd go into outlines of their little selves and that's why I called them little stars so you know I could see and feel his presence around me during readings very inquisitive little chap always wanted to know what I was doing. The girl on the other hand, she was cheeky. She would be off playing with the dogs or, you know, poking, um, it was when my dog Baron, my white German Shepherd was alive, you know, just poking him every now and then getting him to play. And he would be on his back in the room while I was doing readings, playing with this spirit, like they were actually in the same room together. I mean, that's a great thing about dogs or animals in general, actually. They have a connection to the spirit world that, you know, we could just never fathom. And, um, you know, side note, I'd love to do an episode on, on animals and their interaction with spirit. But back to the story. So they were fine for now. You know, while I was figuring my next move, I kept them in the waiting room. And the waiting room for me is where I, you know, literally would do my readings. It would be that room. And I thought to myself, you know, something's got to give because these spirits are getting stronger. They're becoming more real. They're becoming more active. You know, I mean, later that week, the girl chucked a tantrum and she threw an envelope box across the room. Um, She started to annoy the dogs more than just the old friendly tap on the shoulder type stuff, you know, waking poor Baron and Duck up in the middle of the night for no reason other than the fact that they were getting restless. Uh, The boy, on the other hand, I could feel his sense of longing to know what the hell was going on. You know, he was becoming really clingy. Over nighttime, they would remove themselves from that room. And, you know, while the girl was off, you know, chasing the dogs around the house, the boy would walk in and appear as that beautiful little star and just gently almost reach out to me and I would instinctively put my hand out as I was laying there and hold on to his hand and be like it's okay we're we're figuring out what to do it's okay and naturally you know he was scared but um I could feel the sense of frustration from the girl the sense of fear from the boy that all right cool it's time to act um and this is a point where I felt like they were becoming less like spirits and more like ghosts, which is an interesting concept in themselves. So moving forward, I thought to myself, I'm going to need a little bit of help, you know? <laughs> so I called back my friend and said, look, um, it's the two kids again. I'm worried that they're becoming ghosts. I'm worried that, you know, we've we've established who they are we've established how they've passed we've established a few other different connections a lot from what of what i'm emitting 
in this podcast because I feel it will distract from the story. Um, but yeah, if anyone's interested in that, more than happy to do a side a side chat around you know the ins and the outs of how they became spirits and what happened. But moving forward, she confirmed my speed uh, fears, and she actually she spoke to them with me. So what we did was um, late at night, I went into my spirit room, I sat down, I lit a few beautiful, simple white candles. I mean, white candles are some of the most powerful tools in a spirit worker's tool belt, for lack of a better word. Um, simple white candle is so protective, but it also raises the vibrations. Now, with my friend, we spoke to them. And what was starting to become really um, apparent was that they actually didn't realize that they were passed over. They simply felt like I was babysitting them. You know, they were waiting for a parent. And the problem was in that short, incredibly short space of time, it would have been a week or so, they'd just become too close to me. And I was starting to not being able to help them properly. You know, um, they they thought that I was one of them. So, my friend, without giving me a warning, she said to herself. Later, she said this to herself. <laughs> we discussed this at length. But um, seeing how useless I was to help these spirits because I was starting to get really like attached to them in a good way, she helped them cross over to the light. Um, now that's a process that every medium does differently. But, um, you know, she just did it, bam, and I saw it happen. But the funniest part was, or the cutest part was, because they were so attached to me, as I was watching them move towards the light and my friend was using one of the angels, the little girl turned around and said, but what about me? What about him? As in, what about me? They, um, They wanted me to join and didn't want to leave me behind. And I thought to myself, wow, you know, this is a real kick in the guts. <laughs> it's, um, it was one of those moments in time where I was like, you know, that's incredibly cute. And even my friend was like, wow, that's so cute. But it was complete kick to the heart. You know, um, I couldn't talk at the time because it was, there was so many emotions going on. The spirits were coming too real. It's just, you know, it was one of those moments in time when you're like, okay, they really did think that they were they were here and they were real. They really were lost. And um, if it wasn't for the help of my friend and I, you know, they would still be lost to this day. Or, you know, they would have found another medium to help them. You know, who's to say that we were the only ones that were able to do it. But anyways, as time went on and, we ref- and my friend and I reflected on this, it's um, we realized that, you know, we as mediums don't always have the answers. No medium does. And that when you are in this situation with spirit where you know that you're out of your depth or you know that you're getting too attached, you're too close to a situation, you've got to ask for help. And, and that's what this story did. It taught me to not just to, you know, work with spirit in other ways, to communicate with them in other ways, to not always jump to conclusions, to not always assume that if a wayward spirit is with you, that it's bad, you know just let things flow, but also to say, hey, you know what? This isn't sitting right with me. I need some help. And um, and that's what I what really stuck out for me was how, you know, back to the beginning where I said that there were other mediums out there who completely told me off that I did the wrong thing and I should have done that, I should do this, blah, 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 blah. Um, 
I felt vindicated because when I actually did ask for help, I got the help I needed. The spirits got the help and we all learned. Even my friend, she learned as well. Now, I tell you one thing. This story of two young spirits who were lost and who started to think of me as, you know, one of them or a babysitter or, you know, became so real. Like, I mean, I, I saw the outlines of the little selves. Um, I said to spirit, or more so my gatekeeper, that I don't want to have that encounter again. Um, it was lovely. It was incredibly educational. Uh, it had a great ending. But, you know, I'd rather be scared by, you know, the crazy spirits, the dark spirits, the, um, you know, have my dreams interrupted by the jinns of the world, you know, because <laughs> that means that it's, um, you know, I can deal with that stuff. It's a lot less emotional and it's a lot less sad. Um, but then my gatekeeper, Maxine, who, um, she's a bit of a bitch, <laughs> Maxine, she said, doesn't work like that. Uh, the fact that you don't want to have another encounter like this means that you probably will. It's all part of the learning, like learning to reach out to a friend, learning to black out or block out, sorry, the, um, the other people who tell you what to do, learning to help spirits cross over to the light. It's all about the learning. And she was right. I had many encounters since of a similar nature. Now, I think it was about a month or so afterwards, after the story of, you know, when my friend crossed them over to the light with me, I um, was getting ready for work and it was a Monday and I would often just stare out the back of my house because I was living in Bayview at the time when there's mangroves and I would just stare out and, um, you know, have a chat to the Fae, have a chat to the spirits, you know, do that pep talk to get ready to deal with the muggles. And out of nowhere, I heard the literal words. I've got this written down here. They're healed. The cute little buggers are healed. And I turned around. There was no one there. So I kept looking back into the window. And it was actually the voice of one of my Passover loved ones that said it. And they just said to me, just stay still. So I stayed still. I felt a rush of energy. And I called in Maxine and said, open me up. Let's see what's going on here. And before I knew it, I had those kids back. Each of them on either side of me. And I put my coffee down, held up my hands. They touched it. It was really brief, incredibly sweet. And in a cloud of giggles, they simply just laughed and said, thank you. Well, to say that I had goosebumps, near tears, laughter, a mix of emotions is, you know, is an understatement. But um, I just stood there, closing my eyes, feeling their giggles just dissipate off into the air and this huge presence. Um, you know, to this day, I still feel this presence was an archangel and it was almost like my gatekeeper Maxine had said well you know we took him through this really emotional state <laughs> and we you know doing some spirit work lessons with him and he you know it's um it was quite heavy and a bit emotional so the least we could do is bring them back and let him have one goodbye and make it a nice enjoyable experience so and it was like I said it's um it was incredibly sweet, incredibly brief, but it was incredibly needed. 
Um, and to this day, I swear it was Archangel Gabrielle. I've um, spoken to her since on many occasions and she just nods and smiles when I tell her that was you, wasn't it? <laughs> so, <laughs> but that's Archangels for you. Now, this story, I'm just going to pause here to let people reflect and to just take a moment to recap. Two beautiful spirits, little stars, were lost in the light. I know that I crossed paths with them to help them. You know, I was a little bit out of my depth because I became too attached to them, so I reached out for help. I shared this story on social media and I um, received a lot of love and a lot of blessings, but also received a lot of hate. Um, you know, people accusing me of them being shapeshifter spirits, they're being evil, they're being this, that, the other. That in itself was a lesson and also a really, um, a really poignant fact in that they'll try and scare you, you know, they will try and yell at you and say, it, it's a shapeshifter, it's a bad spirit, it's a this, it's a that. Now you need to spend hundreds and thousands of dollars to come and do my course to, um, you know, to help you get beyond that or you're attracting bad spirits. So, um, you know, let me clear you, let me heal you. It's a load of a load of bollocks. Sorry, I was about to swear them, but I want to keep my clean rating on Apple Podcasts. <laughs> so, but um, but yeah, it was a lesson to to act with integrity at all times and to share these stories with the world. In that, sometimes spirit work can be a little tricky. Sometimes it can be a little iffy. But there's always someone out there to help you. There's always the angels to help bring the light when people are lost in it and that there's always a reason why you inter what is the word you intersect with other spirits you know i mean to this day i don't know why these two little spirits chose me um i don't even think that they were australian or from this part of the world but what i do know is is that there was a reason that we crossed paths there was a reason why I was basically gifted with the ability to see their little journey and it was kind of a, a turning point for me. It was where I realized that this is it. This is what I want to do. This is what I want to be when I grow up. So on that, I want to thank everyone for listening to this story. Apologies if it's been a little stop start or a little bit um, kind of all over the place. It was just one of those ones where I found it. It's a bit of a difficult one to tell, mainly because there's just so much other detail in there that I didn't want to bog down with it. But I just wanted to capture the, the highlights of the story. Um, but yeah, if anyone out there has some reflections on these cute little buggers, these little, um, as I call them, these little stars and how they once got lost in the light, let me know. If anyone out there also wants to hear more about, you know, how to move spirits onto the light or wants to hear about something completely different, let me know because that's what this podcast is all about. It's about sharing my experiences and showcasing the world of spirit work in a very down-to-earth grounded way. So thanks for listening. Be sure to keep uh, an, out, an, an eye out for future episodes subscribe to this podcast in any which way you were listening to it and look after yourselves thanks